We have uh, a little bit of a time scheduling shift here today as uh, Chad wanted to come in for the final hour and he'll be with us in about one hour from now. And as we've done it well for the last two years on Fridays, typically just after 930 Eastern. But this morning, Yael Osowski with the Consumer Choice Center joins the program from the other side of the pond in Vienna. And uh, Yael, over the years, well, a couple of pit stops here in Wilmington finally meet one another face-to-face. Uh, I think you've come to us uh, from all ends of earth, and it's been a pleasure uh, to hear your input and advocacy for all of the our consumers out there, not only here in the States but around the world, with uh, your work at the Consumer Choice Center. Good morning, my friend. Well, thank you, Joe. Good, good morning. I'm actually here for the Joe Parade. Am I, am I coming on at the right stop? <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for the yacht to come around and uh, pick me up, and I'll you know, give a little salute. A little hat tip. Yeah. I mean, I, I just have to say a quick word about that. I mean, it's been great to listen in all morning, uh, really listening to all the people whose lives that you've touched. You know, you've been a voice in their ears uh, for many years now. Uh, if I could go back, actually, we uh, first were on the radio December 5th, uh, 2017, uh, back in those days. And uh, would you know, we were talking about net neutrality and uh, how it's not the big deal that the laws are being repealed, and uh, pretty much all we know it, 2021, they're talking about putting them back up again. So that was a crazy little time loop there, Joe, but it's been great you know, getting to know you, seeing how the station has grown, really seeing your stewardship, seeing uh, you know, your presence grow, your persona within the Wilmington area and beyond, and uh, to be able to talk to you every week has, has definitely been a highlight fun for me, and uh, people have loved saying the name Joe Catanacci uh, from all of my friends around the world, so they definitely love that part. Yeah, that's uh, C-A-T-E-N-A-C-C-I if you're looking to make a, a donation or you know some sort of uh, you know, uh, parting gift, but we won't be you know, off the air for long as uh, you know, we start to hint as to you know, what's coming up next for me. Yeah, that's true. So We always say sunny ways. That's what uh, Justin Trudeau said. Uh, after his election. Sunny ways, onwards and upwards, always great things. I know you'll always be out there, Joe. I know I'm uh, one of many people listening who are really excited about wherever you're going and whatever your journey takes you. But uh, again, to be able to connect with you and to be able to connect to North Carolinians, you know, that's who I am and that civic spirit that I think you engage in every single day, talking about the local issues that matter, whether it be the sidewalk ordinances or the representatives not doing their job. And you holding their feet to the fire. I mean, that's been amazing to hear every single morning. Uh, you definitely have done that. You've brought in the politicians. You've uh, called them on their stuff when need be and uh, brought us great stories. So, again, thanks so much for that over the years. Well, and, you know, the funny part about that is, well, yeah, you know, I may have my specific opinions, viewpoints that place me somewhere on the political spectrum. Uh we hold uh, you know, no one uh, near and dear to us as far as you know, those elected officials. Everyone is held to the same sort of uh, you know, accountability standards that we have, whether it be well, uh, our local state representative, uh, Deb Butler, uh, crying about uh, you know, military noise uh, uh, in the skies above Wilmington, claiming that they're in violation of some state or federal law, or Republican Senator Richard Burr you know, dumping out uh, you know, millions of dollars worth of stock with insider information uh, that the COVID pandemic would be much, much worse uh, than anyone had anticipated. 
and then making a quick call to his uh, brother-in-law to dump everything related to the hospitality industry. We, uh, there are no holds barred as far as uh, you know those who we want to bring into the attention of uh, you know the people who are supposedly represented uh, by those elected officials, whether it be you know in the North Carolina General Assembly or up in Congress. Oh, yeah. And I think holding those people to account and telling that alternative story, you know, that's what talk radio provides is, you know, it's far away from the monopoly of the news outlets headquartered in D.C. and New York and all the large newspapers. It's really getting down to the voice of the individual citizen, you know, people being able to call in, people being able to engage and uh, to be able to do that with local representatives, with the senators, with the congressmen. uh, That's just been so much fun and great to see. and, And it's great to know that we hold these people to account and we need that. You know, there's a reason why uh, the kind of journalism or media realm is one of the only occupations that's protected by the Constitution and freedom of speech. And we have to continue with that tradition, whether it's 2021 and we're talking about the Internet and radio waves or whether it's the 1800s and talking about newspapers, uh, partisan ones of the day that are slandering presidential candidates. Well, speaking of newspapers, uh, you had an article published recently in the Pittsburgh uh, Post-Gazette uh, looking at the state of our health care system related to health insurance. And in fact, uh, what was it, last week, uh, we were talking with uh, Hannah Cox over at the Foundation for Economic Education, and she just pointed out, you know, why in the middle of a pandemic you know, do we uh, lift all these different regulations and rules uh, if, uh, you know, they're so important and uh, they do so much uh, to the benefit of, uh, you know, the consumer out there? Oh, they don't, which is why they shouldn't be in place in the first place. Uh, she made a very valid point there, and I think uh, that lends to some of the things that you were discussing in your article at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Simplify Insurance for Better, better Health Care, the headline. Yeah, I mean, this all has to do with the way that we've crafted our health care system in 2021. There might be people with some great plans out there. These are golden parachute plans, stellar, top-notch, platinum case uh, there are others who might have mediocre care through their employer or some of, of us who don't, who don't have these kind of employer plans. And what we've seen in recent years, particularly with Obamacare, you know, starting in 2007 and 2008, you know, there's all this talk about health care. But really, the only thing that's done is stuff around insurance. And it's just made stuff more costly. It's added in more middlemen and really included so much more administration. We've seen charts you know, looking at the growth of administration costs at hospitals, and we look at the number of physicians that have stayed flat, we know that there's a problem with this. And a lot of the compliance, yes, is being done on behest of the insurance companies, but that is a requirement of government legislation at the state level or at the federal level that has made it impossible. So the argument that I was making more in that paper is that we need to have some small level adjustments, some reforms. Let's just allow allow people to pay directly, get their reimbursements. Let's start with that first step. Let's start talking about direct-to-consumer models of healthcare next. Let's talk about ways that people can have direct primary care and subscriptions to their doctors. They can have subscriptions to their dentist or their other health professionals. This is the kind of stuff that you know really sounds like it would not be the answer in 21. Uh, let's simplify things, guys. Let's go back to how it was. Uh, but actually, it is the answer. Because the system, the way that it exists now, is really costly, it's incredibly expensive, and we compare costs uh, to other countries, is particularly when it comes to healthcare, we pay through the nose. And there's no reason to, because this is the most innovative and free market country in the world. And the fact that that does not extend to our healthcare system in 2021, I think is a big problem.
Well, when we talk uh, about uh, efforts uh, oh, right here in North Carolina by you know one of my favorite politicians in the history of politics, uh, one state treasurer, Dale Falwell, who's been you know joining us uh, for four years every other Wednesday. He, well, he took it and tried to take that fight to the health insurance companies, uh, the hospital networks, and he's like, listen, we need to, some transparency when it comes to you know the prices that we pay. We don't need surprise bills to turn up that you know wreak havoc on our financial situation at home. When we go to the hospital or to the doctor's office, we should have a menu of sorts the way we do when we go to the grocery store or the gas station or anything else that we purchase and consume. And boy, was he met with headwinds and. No other politician in the entire state, from what I could remember, was willing to jump on board with his efforts, and you have to wonder why. Oh, yeah, and a lot of the large insurance companies, you know, they've gotten to where they are because of essentially the rules and regulations of the game. You know, we're not allowed to have these insurance companies compete across state lines. So there's essentially these smaller state monopolies that are set up and they're protected by the law and by government. We don't have that great cutthroat competition that we have with everything else. Your favorite company, Amazon, for instance, or, you know, all of these consumer electronics and products, the price of all of these things has gone down over the years. And where are the areas where prices have gone up? They've gone up in healthcare and they've gone up in education, which are pretty much monopolized by government dollars. So we know that there's a problem there. Again, this is not to say that any of these companies are bad or there's bad businesses. There's just terrible incentives that are being built up and monopolized by government power, by government regulations. And if we were to repeal that, if we're actually able to unleash the market a bit more, consumers would be better off, patients would be better off. It means we'd have cheaper care, more affordable care, and it would not be a guessing game of how much our bill is going to be every time we walk out of the doctor's office or have to go to the hospital. So I'm, I'm very happy that uh, Treasurer Falwell has pushed for that stuff. I know he's gotten a lot of opposition, but uh, these why this is why we do need independent voices in North Carolina and beyond to ensure that this level of care is applied to what is going to be the new economy, or as uh, you know, Joe Biden would say, build back better. But uh, let, let's let's build back smarter. How about that? Yeah, in a more simpler way. Okay, okay let's uh, get a lot of that noise outside of uh, you know the conversation, and let's uh, okay attack uh, the issues at hand and only the issues at hand, because uh, we know that the way you know. Washington works in particular. You know, they have one issue they want to address, and then if they do come up and are able to push a piece of legislation, then all sorts of other bells and whistles, along with the kitchen sink, you know, added to the end result, which then just ties it up and you know, really kind of takes away from you know the initial purpose and thought behind you know addressing a certain issue that may be facing our society. Let's get it out of the way. Let's simplify it. And uh, oh, then we have another story here locally that we brought up this week with our new hospital, uh, Novant Health. And uh, oh, report, once again, analysis from Treasurer Falwell seems to be the only one wanting to call attention to these sorts of things. Getting massive tax breaks and subsidies, $1.8 billion in federal, local, state taxes. And then in turn, they're supposed to provide a certain level of charitable care. And they're not doing it to the standards uh, set in place uh, you know, based on the breaks that they get. Oh, yeah. I, I think that they're in for a, a sort of a, a reckoning. We, we, there's actually the, uh, the case that was just settled, uh, the kind of discrimination lawsuit there, where the guy said that uh, he was likely fired uh, for, uh, let's say, diversity replacements. 
Um, so that that's the court that decided that. This is not a, a measurement by Yael Lasowski, but but still, there's there's a lot of problems with that. And again, that's what happens when you become entrenched and you really become confident that you know a government monopoly will support you. You know, this was not fade. You know, in in a in a good market. You know, a very good competitive market. So. Who knows what's to come? Devil's in the details, Joe. It's coming at some point. <laughs> yeah, federal jury awards a former executive at Novon Health $10 million, Yael, because he's a white male. How about that uh, when it comes to you know the wokesters out there and uh, you know this attack on white men these days uh, for all the evil that we are? Yeah, and I, I'm not a big fan of uh, you know all the lawsuits in the world. There's a lot of bogus ones, but but, but when these kind of things happen... I, I I don't know what to say. We'll look at the evidence. I think the jury, you know, delivered their verdict. Uh, there's probably a lot of this stuff. I mean, we, we haven't talked too much about, uh, you know, the, the critical race theory and woke stuff. It, it's obviously been creeping behind a lot of different things. Uh, some approaches against it have been very bad. But, you know, Congressman Dan Bishop, I think, from North Carolina has been a bit more inquisitive on this. He's asked the good questions. He's not seeking to ban every single thing, uh, but I knew, I do know he's thinking a lot about education and CRT and, and ways to eradicate that. Uh, that's going to be an ongoing debate, Joe. I don't think that's uh, that's something that will fade from the airwaves anytime soon. And, and uh, you know, maybe it's a good thing that it won't fade from the airwaves, which means people are more engaged and uh, you know willing to lend an ear to the things that go on within our public education system, given the fact that we pay a lot of money and those within the system want more money when it comes to the resources available. And you know, there may be an argument for or against that, but when very controversial theories and topics are being introduced to our school children, uh, you should be engaged, and it shouldn't take you to this level, meaning having to sit home and watch your kid sit in front of a screen for eight hours uh, for their education or you know, learning that these different sorts of controversial topics are being introduced with you know without your sort of knowledge. shouldn't take that sort of stuff, but... I guess uh, looking at it glass half full, uh, we should be hopeful that people are engaging in a more interesting way uh, over the last uh, year or so. Well, if you thought the school board elections were contentious before, it's going to go to level 8,000 here in the next few cycles because people are understanding that you know local school boards and commissions are incredibly important and there's actually a stake civically and making sure that you have the right representatives there. So I actually think it's kind of a win for local government. It's a win for local control and for really understanding this self-governing model that we have throughout the country and in our state. And I think that's actually going to be a very good thing. You know, it's it's sad that I had to take this to get there, Joe, but I think it's, it's something that you've talked about a lot over the years, uh, something that I've joined in on. And uh, good to see that, you know, civic participation matters locally. And I think it's something that you've really been able to add richness to over the years. Hey, go to uh, post-gazette.com. Simplify insurance for better health care. Yael gets ba- uh, paid based on the clicks, so make sure that uh, you, know, you, you read his very interesting article uh, looking at uh, you know, health insurance and uh, our health care system. Hey, Yael, uh, my friend, uh, congratulations again on the latest addition to the Osowski family. Uh, you've been a great friend, a, a confidant, and someone that uh, you know, can pick up the phone and vent and get input from uh, on all sorts of different things so uh, again thank you for our friendship and uh, this won't be the last uh, that you hear from me uh, or maybe you uh, from the consumer choice center across these airwaves and others uh, around the country and throughout the world something that you're building up on uh, you know since we've uh, began this relationship 
Yes, sir, Joe. It's been a pleasure all these years. I know that uh, this won't be our last convo, probably one of the last ones uh, broadcast to the Wilmington audience, but man, it's I, I've loved it so much. I think you've had such a great impact. The individual stories of people calling in have, have really proven that this morning. You've touched my life. You've touched many other lives. Thanks so much for what you're doing, man. Keep on keeping on. We're, uh, we're all pulling for you. Thanks so much, Joe. Thank you, uh, Yael, uh, Yael Osowski with the Consumer Choice Center, consumerchoicecenter.org. Want to find out uh, what they do and why they do it? Go to their website again. Uh, Yael Osowski also, of course, uh, hosts uh, the Consumer Choice Radio Show, uh, which airs at uh, ten o'clock uh, Saturday mornings. He, alongside his tag team partner David Clement, uh, who broadcasts from north of the border. Since jumping on our airwaves, uh, they've also added another radio station to their programming up north of the border in the city of Toronto, where David uh, hails from. Very cool, and uh, look forward to he hearing more about their expansion plans in the not-so-distant future. ConsumerChoiceCenter.org, and again, tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock, uh, they'll be on our airwaves here at the Big Talker 106.7 FM.